over the years. It's none other than Shamil Jusup, legend in the industry, chief executive officer of Vodacom. Hello, Shamil. It's great to see you again. How have you been? Hi, uh, good in New York, eh? Uh, good stuff, man. Have you, as the year started off with a bang, have you been busy? Uh, how are things going at Vodacom? Are you optimistic? Uh, it's going to be an interesting year for all of us. Hey, lots of elections. We've got our own elections. Lots of stuff happening globally. Um, so are you feeling optimistic about the future of the continent? Yeah. So, you know, it's been, uh, it's the year started with a bomb as usual. Aki. Uh, there are a couple of big milestones that we've achieved, of course. Uh, you know, having achieved 200 million customers uh, across the continent has been quite a big milestone for us and, and certainly something that we've been striving for for a while. Um, you know, and, and, and then, of course, 75 million financial service customers across the continent. And they're now processing... Uh, Shamil, your... before, you, before you go on, I mean, I just want to focus on that 200 million customer milestone because that's absolutely massive. You know, you consider the... The, the population of the continent, um, that's almost 20% of the population of the continent that are, are subscribers to the Vodacom group. I mean, it's, it's quite extraordinary. Do you have to pinch yourself when you look at that number and you say, wow, we, we've achieved something incredible? No, it, it is. You know, I mean, you know, you know, when we started the company, we wanted to connect 800,000 customers in 10 years. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's basically... Being able to achieve this milestone is, is quite a big year. As we enter our thirtieth year of, uh, of of operations, you know, I think it's 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 quite a big, um, uh, you know, as as you say, uh, quite pleasing in terms of the number itself. Um, and and really for us, you know, being able to connect so many people and make a meaningful difference to 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 these countries and and to to the people is really uh, is really a big deal. Um, and, you know, one of the, the big parts of us, but, you know, um, and I keep by now, you know, my style. Um, uh, some people call me a glass half full type guy, which essentially, and glass half full from the perspective of, okay, we've done 200 million customers, but only, only 110 million of them have a smartphone. We have 90 million people who don't have a smartphone. So, guys, we wow. need to now close that and make it possible for everybody to, to own a smartphone. So that's now driving a lot of innovation and thinking, both in sourcing of devices. I mean, yesterday, last night, I was reviewing with the guys a new cloud-based phone that we're bringing or that we will be bringing to market that substantially reduces the cost of a 4G device. Um, you know, so that like becomes really exciting in terms of what we what we're doing. But also things like headset financing, rural coverage, satellites. So it's all designed to connect more people and bring more people. So our big goal is everyone must have access to the internet. So I think that's the that's what's driving us. Uh, and so that's very pleasing. And then, of course, on the fintech side, how do we get more people? Only 75 million of the 200 million customers have, uh, are using a fintech service. They're processing $400 billion of transactions in your leader. Wow. I mean, to put perspective, to perspective, that's, you know, uh, uh, close to... Uh, what's it? Eight trillion uh, of uh, of transactions a year. So, you know, it's um, big numbers. But you know, I'm looking at it, guys. It's 75 versus 200. It's 125 million people that are not using our fintech services. So, you know, uh, and the populations in the market where we operate in is 500. Million. So, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity still. And I think 
we've got to do a lot more. And then, of course, with IoT, again, yes. a whole set of opportunities. And we built the platforms to be able to make a difference. So, yeah, you know. The other thing that's pleasing well, is just listen. how we brought purpose to bear and, you know, how we made a difference in people's lives. Well, congratulations, Shamil. It's, it's quite extraordinary to think that you've got 200 million customers and that's in just eight markets, and I'm sure that's going to expand in the in the near future. But Vodacom has been a, a leader in innovation. As long as I've known you, you've been pushing that innovation envelope um, and this incredible growth that you've achieved in the telecom sector. I remember sitting with you in Barcelona uh, many, many years ago when we were talking about LTE, never mind 5G and that sort of thing, and you weren't sharing information with me. I was trying to get the information out with you. And even when 5G was around the corner, you weren't sharing. But, you know, over the years, it's been incredible the amount of money that uh, Vodacom has spent on its network, where you are with 5G. And what are those key strategies that you believe have contributed most to Vodacom's success over the years? Well, I think, you know, basically, I think adopting technologies and being at the forefront of new technology has always been key to us. So, um, you know, launching in, in South Africa, as an example, being first to launch every one of the technologies um, is, is, is being very important for us um, and being able to, uh, to achieve that, I think, you know, was, uh, uh, you'll remember uh, in 2012 with the 4G part, uh, you know, and the launch that we had, you know, here at Boulder World, and, and uh, I think you were chairing the, or the, the, my broadband right. launched that. So, so you know, I think there's it, it's being at the forefront of their technologies. On the one side, you know, what Vodafone trying to shape the technologies before they come out, and and two is um, is uh, you know how you adopt those technologies, how you make it successful. So, you know, I think that's worked well for us, making sure you've got the right spectrum, uh, and so on is also key in in our industry uh, if you're going to fully utilize the technologies. But then creating the right product offerings, I think, is key as well. Um, and, you know, as these new technologies come out, they're also more efficient type technologies that, you know, that, 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 uh, that it brings. So, you know, it, it also opens up new opportunities. Uh, and, you know, so, so being able to provide those new and, and, and being part of those new opportunities, I think, is key if you really want to grow the business going forward. Look, um, I know that uh, many of the gray hairs that you have at the moment, you mentioned the word spectrum. I'm sure many of those are responsible for a lot of those gray hairs. Have you, so the spectrum issue has been a positive one for you over the last uh, 24 months. Is it, do you still need more spectrum? Have you got enough spectrum? Is it something that's an ongoing process going forward? Well, look, I think, you know, we have enough spectrum for, for 5G, uh, but there'll be 6G. Uh, and, you know, and uh, 7G, you know, maybe we won't see it in our lifetimes, like, but it, it will come, you know. So, uh, but, you know, it's, it's um, the technology will keep evolving. Uh, and you yes. have to evolve the technology. You know, we've seen over the years, you've seen many operators not adopt the new technologies and actually die in the process. So I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's imperative. And I think that's true of any business. You have to you have yeah. to make sure you're, you're embracing the the new technology. So yes, we will have we will need more spectrum. Also, I think the regulatory environment is changing. Um, you know, I think um, you, you're seeing it in Europe. You're seeing it in the states where 
where also you know regulators are starting to to understand that fragmentation of the industry doesn't really help, especially with spectrum. Um, and mm, so mm. you know there's there's a number of lessons learned that regulators in Africa get the opportunity to have seen the move and and have to basically say, well, if this is the movie, this is how it plays out. How can we make sure that we don't fall into the same trap, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. So 2024 is going to be an interesting year, as I mentioned earlier. What are your top priorities at Vodacom? And, and how do you envision these initiatives impacting your customers uh, during the year? I think the first priority for us, of course, is the massive deal. Uh, and because we see this as, as, um, as changing and helping to, to really change Cybica uh, being able to bring more fiber to uh, to homes and into rural areas and so on. So so um, you know the uh, the competition commission's starts of this has been disappointing. Uh, we hope that the the uh, uh, and this is after you know we we negotiated with uh, the DTI in terms of public interest and so on, and you know all from investments to creating 10,000 jobs to to covering a million rural homes, and that's just in the short term and so on. So, so you know, uh, uh, we, we're very hopeful that the tribunal will see the pro-competitive pro benefits of the deal and, uh, and, 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 allow, uh, and allow the deal to proceed. And then that will allow us to, with CIVH, you know, uh, be able to contribute meaningfully to this fiber space in the country because, Let's be honest. Uh, as I as I put it internally, we Mickey Mouse in the space, you know, meaning we're very small. So that's the that that's the one side. Uh, and then, of course, the second priority is fiber in all our countries, and essentially building fiber. So we do see fiber to the site as a way to share infrastructure with competition, uh, but also fiber fiber to the to uh, uh, to uh, also will drive better four G five G growth going forward. So you'll have to have yeah. fiber as a back wall if you really want to offer uh, a proper 5G speed and service. So, so those, right. so that's the one side, and, and fiber to the home and satellite, but all forms of connectivity. So that's the first part. The second priority is rural coverage uh, in in most of our markets, and and what we've decided to do with these things is also bring on partners uh, and and work. That's what we're trying to do with. Uh, Massive or uh, in in South Africa, uh, but we also uh, in discussions with them to do it in, in in a few more countries. So, so I think that that's important for us uh, in terms of rollout. And then uh, the next big priority is, of course, um, uh, you know, making sure that we can bridge the smartphone part and taking this nineteen million challenge and making a big dent in it uh, in terms of being able to progress with cheaper devices, local assembly, uh, you know, handset financing. And we have a number of different programs that we want to scale to make it more affordable for people to have access to the internet and, and to a smartphone. So I think, you know, that's a, another big priority for us. And then, of course, our fintech platforms, growing them, you know, basically making sure that the financial inclusion benefits that come from it, accelerating the amount of merchants that we have. We've now just launched a very exciting uh, part, and, and and maybe the team will show you that what we call uh, you know check on phone, where effectively you can make you can change a cell phone into a payment device, uh, and so oh. you know those are some of the the new 
innovations that we we're driving. And so, you know, I think that that's imperative on us to to be able to do it. And then, of course, in South Africa, really managing the load shedding environment uh, and uh, and the security parts on the sites and these type of things is a big priority mm-hmm. for us because it is, you know, driving up costs uh, a lot. So you know, it's something that we, we we managing, looking to share with our uh, competitors and so on. Uh, but, you know, also navigating that with our uh, virtual wheeling agreements and so on so that we can try help on the one side uh, uh, and, and try and contribute to alleviating the problem. And then on the other side, you know, making sure that we have the network availability uh, and so on. And that uh, has stood us in good stead over the last couple of years, having outpaced our competition in that regard. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely fascinating. It's so interesting to to listen to your strategy. I mean, fiber playing a big role, and of course the you know fintech. And it's extraordinary when you think about it uh, today, Shamil. And you've been in the business for a long time. To think that today, uh, I you know I, I never take my wallet with me anymore. You know, I've just my phone is my wallet. It's my main communication. I mean, everything is on that device, and it's connected somewhere. Uh, it's extraordinary to think of how many things it's replacing in our day to day lives. I mean, you mentioned energy and you mentioned sustainability, and it's it's such a big focus globally, right? Uh, even at Davos this year, and you'd look at world leaders and every single business is setting their ESG targets and, and how important it is. And in fact, uh, this morning, I was just looking at some of the breaking news that this year is going to be the warmest year we've ever had on this planet. An increase of one and a half degrees uh, is what we we, we on target, uh, what, what we've what we've you know, gone into this next year, one and a half degrees hotter than ever in previous years. So that's obviously a big concern. You guys have been and are continuing to make significant strides in sustainability uh, with, uh, you know, your virtual wheeling agreement that you you got with Eskom, for example. It's top of the mind at Vodacom. Now, tell us about this project. How is this project going with Eskom? Yeah, so we we basically now f- finalizing. We should be within twelve months be able to see some of the benefits of the virtual wheeling agreement come through. Um, of course, we want to prove to 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 Eskom that the project works. Uh, it will cater for about twenty five percent of our power initially. We want to take it to a hundred percent. And the the concept is that we sign up with the IPPs, so so Eskom and government doesn't have to expose its balance sheet. Uh, we then supply the power to ESCOM and it passes us credits. So, you know, I, and uh, we think that corporate South Africa could uh, could follow suit. And, and uh, you know, the interesting thing with these things, Zaki, like, is when you're having the conversation, like one of the big issues was how do you do the recons? How do you manage this whole thing? So, you know, instead of letting that delay the project, we went and wrote the platform. So now we have a virtual wheeling platform uh, that, you know, we built our company called Mezzanine and that effectively can be used both locally and globally. So, uh, okay. you know, we, so like that, we're building many platforms. Uh, I call it tech for good. Uh, and we're very proud of the platforms and the meaningful difference that those platforms are making across the continent. So our M our platform, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we're getting uh, 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 pregnant mothers to, to the hospital in time so you don't have prolonged labor, you know, to, to our farming platforms, uh, where we have over 5 million farmers across the platform and we're ensuring a better product yield on the one side, but also giving them access to financing and so on. 
DAO or IoT platforms and how that's making uh, making a difference. Uh, you know, so so there's an, a multitude of different uh, uh, platforms, DAO fintech platforms. You know, and how that's you know helping uh, different uh, uh, const constituents and so on. We've just created this whole group savings products. You know, that we've launched in in, in multiple markets that are picking up. Uh, quite nicely. So, you know, there's um, there's a lot of, of innovation and driving that innovation all the time. But really what the what, what purpose at the heart of it uh, is contributing to our ESG uh, focus, but but also, you know, uh, making a meaningful difference in society. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, it's going to be an interesting year, as I mentioned earlier. What are those major changes that you foresee in the telecom space? Uh, for the upcoming year, and and how is Vodacom positioning itself to lead or adapt to these trends, and 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 how do we compare globally? I, I know that you you at some stage of your career you were in Europe managing networks over there. Uh, I'm sure that we 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 compare very highly with uh, global networks. Uh, but what are the changes that you foresee in the telecom space in this uh, coming year, 2024? Yeah, so you know, for me, um, the the big part is of course. Uh, is uh, so. So, firstly, competitively wise, uh, competitively wise compared to Europe and, and the US, we will always, you know, compare it very favorably. I think our networks stand out uh, as being, you know, uh, as being among the best in the world. So, I, I don't think it's, you know, uh, as South Africans, we ever have to worry about the fact that we do. I think what I, what this new year will bring is is, is really twofold. Uh, if we're looking at the South African environment, but also for us and and, and, and and other telcos. I think if when you when you uh, uh, so so first is more rollout of, of 5G, I think that's that that that's key. I think fiber rollout will also play a key key part. Uh, I think innovative models of how you take fiber to uh, you know to rural areas and so on, I think is is gonna be uh, uh, is gonna be key as well. Um, so so I think those will be the major uh, you know the major big moves from a telco perspective, but on the other side, I think, you know, navigating uh, currencies, navigating, uh, it's become navigating, uh, you know, things like load shedding and so on, uh, navigating inflation, you know, uh, and so on, uh, is also going to become a big part for us, but also, you know, navigating some of the global pressures, uh, you know, that, that are there uh, resulting from, 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 from the wars that are, that are, that are going on. And, and, and the impact that that's have, having on supply chains, I think, you know, will also, uh, will also play out. So you, you've got various dynamics that you're managing. Um, on the one side, you're managing innovation, you're managing growth, you want to get more smartphones into people's hands. On the other side, you're managing things that the macro is affecting. Um, and yes. as you say, you know, uh, things like climate change is affecting. So it's always this this part of being able to manage both sides, I think that that's extremely important. Yeah, and and Shamil, I mean, you're currently operating in in eight regions. Uh, Two hundred million people is what Vodacom is servicing. Um, can we expect to see more acquisitions this year, uh, adding more regions? Uh, I don't know if it's something that you can talk about, but I'm sure that growth is part of your uh, trajectory. Um, you've made it very clear you're an ambitious business person. Can we expect to see more acquisitions this year? No. <laughs> it's the so I think we're not in the to, to acquire. I think uh, 
we're looking to grow our footprint in fiber. So I think more partnerships will be the order of the day. Uh, and I mean, the way we're seeing the massive one is partnering, you know, to grow uh, fiber in the country. Uh, and so I think uh, partnerships will be the order of the day. I think we've got a lot on our plate, to be honest. Uh, Ethiopia, you know, is, is a new environment. We've got a lot of investment that needs to happen into that market. Uh, to to be able to uh, to to be on par with the competition in terms of uh, side models and and so on and so on. So you know that's that's keeping us uh, busy. And then the fiber rollouts and the rural coverage rollouts will keep us busy for the year. So no no plans to expand um, at you know uh, for for this year for the foreseeable future, but rather to bed down and, and grow uh, our fintech, grow our fiber, grow our rural coverage. And most importantly, you know, uh, deal with the issue of making sure that everybody has access to the internet. Fantastic, fantastic. And dare I ask a, a quick question about 6G that you mentioned earlier? Are we, are we, I know, you know, 6G is in the future, but uh, is it something that's on your radar? Are you talking about it? Are you testing it possibly? How far are we from getting 6G? We don't even know what 6G looks like. We have an idea, but... Uh, are, are we close to 6G or not? And how soon? Not, yeah, I don't think, I think not yet. I think, of course, the discussions are going on in terms of, and, uh, you know, through Vodafone, we we have a lot of engagements in these new technologies and have always played a big role. So I think it's in early conceptual stages at this stage. Yes. Uh, uh, and so, you know, nothing concrete. I think, to be honest, the business case of 5G still has to materialize completely. Uh, and so, you know, that that's probably the bigger focus for now. But of course, there's you you have to start looking ahead. Uh, so I think that will come, and I think satellite will see more of in, in the future as well. Fantastic, Shamil. I love talking to you. You've got such incredible insights. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, really appreciate it. And uh, wishing you uh, all the best for 2024. I have no doubt that uh, you're going to take Vodacom to brand new heights. Shamil Jusup, the Chief Executive Officer at Vodacom, joining us for this episode of What's Next. Shamil, thank you for your time. Pleasure. Thank you, Aki. Thank you for having me on the show.